Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to go through our rapid review for round nine. We did do the nosebleeds last night with about 40 or 50 people coming into Bar Studio. It was an unbelievable night. It was so fucking good. I had the time of my life with everyone. Champion people, some really good footy chat. We probably got in a little bit deeper than what we usually do. And it was great to get some different perspectives on the podcast as well outside of myself, Timmy, uh, myself, Timmy Kempe and Matty the Waterboy. So it was really good. A few different angles and whatnot, which was fantastic. Uh, But I thought I'd just go through and give you my rapid review. Uh, The other ones are very detailed and they will come over the next 24 hours on the podcast. Uh, But I thought I'd just go through all the games for you guys from my perspective. So we'll kick off Thursday night, the Sharkies and the North Queensland Cowboys. Um... Look, I don't know how much to get into this one, to be honest with you. The Sharkies, simply too good. Um, I really like the way that the Sharkies are shaping up at the moment. I genuinely do think they are a premiership hope this year. Um, I would have them in my top two or three teams. Uh, and I just, I feel like I'm going to get a little bit repetitive over the next few months with the Sharkies because I feel like they're going to keep on impressing. They're going to keep on doing fantastic things. But the questions will be for the next 17 weeks is, yeah, okay, but you did that last year. You got to the finals. You weren't able to to compete on the big stages under the bright lights. And I feel like that's going to be the question with the Sharkies once again. Um, are they able to overcome uh, what they weren't able to overcome last year, which is just the big stages in finals footy? So I could wrap the Sharkies till the cows come home. I think the two-edge back rowers are fantastic. The back line's unreal. Nico Hines, it's like he's from another universe. Um, they're just, there's no weak spots in the Sharky side, to be honest with you. They are so good. But it all comes down to what they're able to do in the last four weeks of the season, realistically. So... I think my Sharky's commentary, it's going to be pretty boring over the next few weeks. Uh, but I want you guys to know that I think they're a genuine premiership threat. I'd have them in my top two or three sides, I think. I think on paper, they are one of the best teams on paper in the competition. Uh, the only thing standing in their way is their performances in the finals. And based on the evidence we have so far uh, from them in finals, it is a worry. There's no doubt about that. I feel much more confident about Penrith, South Sydney, um, you know, even the Brisbane Broncos because they've at least got guys in key positions that have gone there and done it. The Sharkies, this same squad was there last year. Uh, and whilst... 
Oh, I, th- I think people sort of think, oh, the Sharkies went out straight says didn't fire a shot. They, you know, they were in, they were within a field goal uh, of winning that first week. Then they would have had the week off. Then everything is very different. I think that we look back at the 2022 Sharkies and just think, oh, chokers, they shit the bed, which they did go out in straight sets. I understand that. But I personally think that whoever lost that first game between them and this side, the Cowboys, would have gone out in straight sets. So interesting times. I'm a Sharks believer, though, 100%. Uh, Cowboys. This was fucking awful. I, I don't know how much to get into this, to be honest with you guys. Uh, this team looks shot at the moment. They are a team that we spoke about at the start of the season. Um, you know, there was a few teams, including the Sharks uh, and the Cowboys, who had sort of come from nowhere to really explode last year. And we did say at the start of the season that, hey, you know, it's very hard to stay at the top. It's, there's not many teams that do it. When you jump out of the ground, it's very hard to maintain those standards. The Sharkies have seemingly managed to do it. The Cowboys seemingly haven't. And I know that all Cowboys fans messaged me and called me a hater and all this sort of bullshit. I was just speaking facts of, you know, what history tells us about rugby league. And it looks like the Cowboys are in that situation. A few weeks ago, I was happy to sit there and say, oh, no, Scott Drinkwater, when he comes back, it'll all be different. Uh, And you know what? You can tell me, oh, when Tamalolo's back, when this guy's back, this guy's back. Last year, the Cowboys were a team that no matter who they lost, they would have put in a good performance. I'm not saying they would have won every game, but they don't get beat 44-6. to So uh, I don't quite know what it is with the Cowboys. And to be honest with you, I'm not quite sure if the Cowboys know what's wrong with the Cowboys at the moment. And that's the biggest worry for me uh, with that side. So I don't know. I mean, you'll have Tamalai come back up in the next few weeks. It sounds like Luciano Lua could be available in a few weeks' time. So there are guys to come back. Uh, but I personally think from, you know, I, I don't think it's an individual sort of problem. I think it's a bit of an attitude problem at the moment with the Cowboys. And I think that, you know, they had the secret sauce last year and trying to find it again. I think they're having a lot of trouble with that at the moment. So, yeah. All right. Friday, 6 p.m. Paramount Eels versus the Newcastle Knights. Uh, we're out at the uh, field club uh, on Friday night, 6 p.m. for this one. Obviously had a great time. I would highly advise you guys. If any of you are keen, reach out to me. I can set you up uh, with some guys at Parramatta that can sort you out for tickets. It was unreal. We're going to be going in round 16 once again to see the Parramatta Eels take on the Manly Seagulls. So that's going to be a cracker. Make sure you come and join us that day. I think Tom and Eddie will be with us. That'll be a really, really good day. Uh, Parramatta will start with them. Uh, looks fantastic. Uh, Newcastle pretty much didn't get off the bus, so I can understand that argument of things. But I think Parramatta, they can only play who's in front of them. They played really well. Gutho was tremendous. Dill Brown, that's his best game of the year. Mitch Moses, he was on another level. Uh, they were just all fantastic. And that's without Ryan Madison, without Regan Kevin Gillard. I thought they were tremendous, the Parramatta Eels. My boy Hopgood. Had a huge game. He was very, very impressive as well. So all positive signs for you, Parramatta Eels fans. Uh, Once again, you can only play who you put up against. Uh, You you played a team that, based on performances, you should have smashed, and you did. So credit to you. Newcastle, um, I don't know what to say. Very similar to the Cowboys, except your expectations aren't as high, I guess. Uh, Caelan Ponger at 5'8 was obviously very, very disappointing, and there's a lot of question marks around that move right now and what they do. Moving forward, uh, I just thought that the Knights had shown over the last five or six weeks that they're a team that they might not be the most skillful, the most talented, but fuck, they come with ticker and they don't lay down. And the other night, uh, they did lay down. Uh, you've heard the the sentiments echoed by Jackson Hastings, by Andrew Johns, a lot of people up there at Newcastle, how disappointed and realistically embarrassed they are with that performance. Um, and so they should be. It was not pretty. It was not what... It's not what the Knights are about, and it's not what Newcastle as a city are about either. So very, very disappointing there from the Newcastle Knights. Hopefully they are able to bounce back from it. Uh, they've obviously got the bye this week, and then they take on the Gold Coast Titans, I believe. So they have got a bit of time to sort themselves out, regroup, 
uh, and reload and go again. But yeah, Newcastle, very disappointing. Um, I don't think there's a polite way to talk about them. They were shithouse, let's be honest here. The late game Friday night, the South Sydney Rabbitohs absolutely gave it to the Broncos. Granted, Broncos missing Ezra Mam, uh, Payne Haas, these sort of guys. Uh, but I don't think they would have made a difference. I thought South Sydney were the better side. And this has been the worry with the Broncos for a few weeks now, I guess, is that uh, the teams they're beating aren't world beaters. Uh, and now they've come up against a genuine top four side, in my opinion, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and they've been dusted. So it uh, might actually be the reality check that the Broncos needed. Um, I think that, you know, the first few weeks playing at home, dominating, you know, lesser sides uh, might have got the ego a little bit too high. So I think this reality check will actually be good for a young Broncos side. Just say, hey, you're not as good as you think. We're not as bad as we were on this night, to be fair, but we're nowhere near as good as we think. And if we want to win a comp this year, this is the level we need to get to. So plenty to take out of from the Broncos. It was disappointing at home. Just not not fun at all. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I actually think for this young side, there's positives in this. that They've got their pants pulled down. They've been embarrassed at home by a genuine top four side. And Kevin Walters can go, hey... You know, if this is your house, you got to fucking. This has got to be your house against the top four fucking teams, not just against the bottom eight sides. You got to stand and deliver against every single side. So I think it'll be a good little reality check. Um, the value of Payne Haas just goes up and up off the back of that. Um, so yeah, an interesting one for the Broncos, but not panic stations for me. But I do think this could be a game that we look back on and go, okay, that was the moment the Broncos realised they're maybe not as hot as what everyone keeps telling them that they are. For the, for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, uh, Campbell Graham, if he isn't in the Origin team, I will give it away. Uh, he is the best pure centre in rugby league right now. He is playing tremendously well. Uh, the try that he obviously set up for uh, Cody Walker was off its head. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, he had a cracking game. He was everywhere. Uh, I think Timmy Williams made the joke on the nosebleeds. He's the only guy that could score off his own crossfield kick. Just on another level at the moment, Latrell doing tremendous things. And Cody Walker as well. Very, very strong game there too. So South Sydney, uh, everything very positive at the moment, heading in the right direction, heading in the right direction uh, as a unit as well. Uh, I think South Sydney are going to be another side that's going to be very, very hard to beat this year. And once Chuck Jack White in there last, next year, good God, uh, they're going to be a very hard side to beat. Uh, let's move to Super Saturday. We had the Canberra Raiders beating the Dolphins in Golden Point, 31 points to 30. Sort of touched on the Raiders a little bit earlier today, so I won't go into too much depth. Uh, but I thought that, you know, when the Raiders are offloading, they're winning games of football. It's as simple as that. They've lost four games this year. In those four games, they've averaged seven offloads per game. They've won four games. In those four games, they've averaged 13 offloads per game. That tells the story. Corey Hallsborough, absolutely love everything about this guy. He's obviously in my draft team, so I watch him very closely. I just love that he's got so much ticker. He's got a lot more skill than what we all gave him credit for as well. Uh, absolutely loving what Corey Horsburgh's doing at the moment. He's a gun. Seb Chris playing fullback. I think there's a chance he holds onto the jersey. I really do. He's a goer. He makes good meters. Um, he's a little bit unorthodox, but geez, he's, he's really got used to that fullback role a lot quicker, and he's a lot better now than what I thought he was ever going to be at fullback, to be honest with you. So I think Xavier Savage, very green, very raw. Still a lot of question marks around his game. I can see it well, but Seb Chris holds on to that jersey, eh? And obviously, there was a lot of emotion in this game for Ricky Stewart, for Jackie Boy Whiten. I love that Ricky Stewart was completely honest about how pissed off he is that Whiten's leaving, but that he did go into bat for him 100%. You can tell Ricky cares about his players, which is all you want from a coach at the end of the day. If you want more talk about the Canberra Raiders, guys, talk to podcasts on them earlier today, so you can go and have a listen to that. Dolphins, uh, a loss, but... 
Jesus Christ. I thought considering the start the Raiders had, they were up 10-0 after about five minutes and they were flying. I think they then led 16-0. Uh, they were killing it. And I'm not sure how many teams would have got themselves back into this game like the Dolphins did. Uh, still missing troops. Still got guys out. A new franchise. Um, they're one team that I'm more than happy to make excuses for. They're also one team that despite a loss, I'm more than happy to say I got them so wrong at the start of the year. I was so far off the mark. And it's actually, the Dolphins have taught me a lot of lessons about rugby league as well which has been fucking fantastic for me and my education uh, on the game so shout out to the Dolphins despite a loss here and I know that they won't be happy with the loss they would have expected to win and I, I actually tipped them to win I did think they were going to win this game uh, but they are doing very very well the Dolphins and I think they're proving a lot of people including myself wrong shout out to my boy Connolly Lemuelu absolutely love him obviously a center that came from the Cowboys last year if you listen to our draft content and stuff he was a guy that we mentioned a little bit last year that he was transitioning to a back rower, went to the Dolphins, got him in our draft team now, thank God, at CTW, and he's absolutely killing it. Two tries in four minutes in this game. Very, very impressive. Wayne Bennett absolutely loves this bloke. So much so that he's moved Kenny Bromwich into a middle forward role. So very, very exciting times for Connolly. He's doing tremendously well. Thought you and Aiken had a good game as well. Did some really nice things. Um, and you could argue they did get unlucky. Obviously, Branko Lee got injured in this game, but Branko also before that slipped over off a scrum, which allowed Sebastian Chris uh, to score a cracking try off the scrum. So a little bit unlucky here, the Dolphins, but uh, that stuff like that, it comes and goes in rugby leagues. Uh, it all comes around. So unlucky for the Dolphins in that one, but I don't think they should be panicking or anything like that. Obviously, both teams conceded, <laughs> conceded 30 points, though, so no hiding away from that. Uh, if you're going to be a genuine contender in this competition, defense is kind of important, if not the most important thing in rugby league. So a win for the Raiders, not, not a disappointing loss for the Dolphins, but both teams know their defense has to improve. Saturday, 5.30, had the Gold Coast Times with the upset. I thought this would be the biggest upset of the evening. It was not, but it was still a pretty impressive one. The Gold Coast Titans beating the Manly Seagulls down there at Brookie. Obviously, no Tommy Turbo. K.O. Weeks played one. Personally, I think Ruben Garrick has to move to fullback. I love K.O. Weeks. I've got a lot of time for him, but I think if they're going to start to win football games now, I think they have to move Ruben Garrick. That's if Tom Trojevic isn't named tomorrow, which reportedly he's going to be, but he was named last week as well. So we'll see how it all plays out. Um, obviously, Josh Schuster, he's going to be out for two to three weeks. A lot of comments around Manly coming out here. Schuster, whether it be uh, you know the Fultons, people that have formerly worked there, DCE, a lot of people talking at the moment. It's hard to work out where the middle ground is, but it does sound like uh, there probably needs to be an attitude adjustment there from Josh Schuster, and I think the reason why people are talking is because people know how fucking talented he is, so I really do hope um, that this isn't a talent that's wasted to rugby league. I really do hope that he fulfills his potential, because um, with the skill set and the body he's been given, he genuinely could be one of the best players in the league. But uh, yeah, a disappointing night for the Manly Seagulls, only scoring 10 points. They sort of came at the back end of the game as well. Uh, but credit to the Gold Coast Titans. We know they can score points. They're good in attack, but it's the defense that you want to see. Only conceding 10 points in this game. You absolutely love to see that. And it was only one try, which came to Sean Kepi in the 50th minute. So outside of that, it was only penalty goals and conversions. So very good signs for the Gold Coast Titans. I thought Dave Fafita, he was incredible. Again, that's probably... Uh, without going through all of his games, I thought that was one of his better, if not his best game this season. He was very good. And when his team needed something... 
He jumped into dummy half. He pushed Chris Rand out of the way and said, you know what? I can have an impact on this game right now and fuck it, I'm going to do it, which you love to see. And, you know, in previous years when he's done that, it's been like, okay, you scored from dummy half, but you've, you've had three fucking runs. He had 19 runs in this game, I believe, for feeder. So shout out doing doing tremendous things, and I think he's going to really terrorise us uh, in the Origin Arena this year, which is terrifying. Congratulations to the Gold Coast Titans. It didn't. It did come at a price, though, uh, losing AJ Brimson to a hamstring injury. They have got Jaden Campbell to come straight into the fullback role, uh, which I don't think makes them better, but it makes them different. And when different is Jaden Campbell, uh, it's pretty terrifying for opposition teams. So shout out to the Titans, a fantastic win. One that I didn't think they'd get. Happy to put uh, my hands up there and say didn't see it coming, but credit to the Titans and it's the defense that we want to see. It's fucking tremendous. Um, Wow. Saturday night, the West Tigers. 12 points to 8 over the Penrith Panthers, the premiership favourites. Uh, rumours going around all week. The Panthers were going to rest guys left, right and centre. I think Ivan Cleary pissed off a lot of people last week. Uh, a lot of mixed messages. They ended up playing the vast majority of them. Um, and I think you can tell that some of those guys are carrying injuries and probably do need to be rested. But anyway, uh, the West Tigers, let's talk about them, though. The Panthers, they were disappointing, no doubt about it. I'm not panicking about the Panthers. Uh, they've got troops to come back, Liam Martin, James Fish-Harris, all these sort of guys. So I'm not panicked about the Panthers. Not really a heap to touch on there. I believe Liam Martin's going to be ruled out of Origin 1. I think he's going to rule himself out. That hamstring is not sweet. Um, and I believe that they will keep their 5-8 during the origin period. But we'll see how that plays out, but I'm pretty confident that's how it will work out. Uh, the West Tigers, though, let's get to them. What a win. Their first win of the season. Conditions, I think Timmy Williams said on the nosebleeds last night, a great quote, a great, one of my favorites in rugby league, rain is the great equalizer. And it certainly was in this game. And you know what? Both teams ran out there in the pissing rain. One team played perfect wet weather footy. It was the West Tigers led by Luke Brooks. A couple of 40-20s, kicked early, did very, very well. Kept it basic, and that's what wet weather footy is about. And at the end of the day, that's what rugby league's about a lot of the time. So credit to the West Tigers. I thought Brooksy was fantastic. I thought Api Curacao, he was fucking amazing. You could tell how much that win meant to him from minute one to minute 80. He was keen as all hell. Johnny Bateman had some nice moments. David Nofaluma came back into first grade, was pretty good. David Clemmer, he was great through the middle. West Tigers fullback Buller, he's brilliant. Uh, very ex- I haven't seen too much of him until he's got to first grade, to be honest with you guys. Uh, but what he was doing, he came up with some really nice plays. He had a try assist at one point which I thought was tremendous. Stafford Tower, he's another one with so much ability. I uh, really hope that he's able to kick on. So shout out to the West Tigers. I think you're at $8.80 at kickoff. I, I had a little Michelle Pfeiffer on it, so that just about squared up all my same-game multis that were Panthers heavy that fucked up. Uh, but shout out to the West Tigers. I don't know how many more you're going to win, uh, but good God, enjoy that one. Lap it up. Let your Penrith Panthers mates know that they got absolutely dusted by you guys. Great to see. Shout out to the West Tigers. Tigers, enjoy it, You're, you fans, because you, God damn it, you deserve it. I don't think it's going to turn your season around or anything like that, to be honest with you, uh, but enjoy it. A great win. Hopefully, they can take some confidence out of it and build on that. Okay, and Sunday afternoon, we had the Sydney Roosters taking on the New Zealand Warriors. I didn't get to see as much of this game as I would have liked. I was preparing for the nosebleeds, and I had the weekly rubdown boys down here. What I did see, though... Conditions were a nightmare, 14-0. Uh, I think the scoreline and everything probably matches 
the conditions that this one was played in. Uh, try scorers, Nat Butcher, scored off a nice little play from Victor Bradley from dummy half, then Satili Tupanoa off a kick. Uh, the Warriors, as much as they scored zero, geez, they got close to scoring a lot of points. I thought Jackson Ford was unlucky not to score on a few occasions. DWZ got very close twice. Um, so, yeah, look, the New Zealand Warriors, a 14-0 loss. To only concede 14 against the Roosters, I'm not overly disappointed with the New Zealand Warriors, to be honest with you guys. Uh, these conditions were an absolute shit fight. Uh, the short turnaround, they're missing guys. I think Chance is incredibly important to this side. Obviously, Torhu's incredibly important. Jazz has been great the last few weeks. So, considering all those things that are against them, I think to lose 14-0, it's not a bad result for the Warriors. I think they've just been unlucky with timing and everything, and the NRL probably not giving them the best treatment. Um, the Roosters, they just don't look like themselves yet to me. Poor conditions. I don't know how much you read into it and whatnot. I get that. Uh, but I just, yeah, I don't know. The Roosters, they just don't look like the premiership threat that they probably should be. In saying that, did they look better than the Panthers in the wet? They probably did. So I don't know. I, I don't put too much into this game, whether you're the Warriors or the Roosters. I really don't put too much thought into this one or take a stack from it. Uh, I think it's just one of those games that was played in a shit fight. Uh, both teams missing key guys. Both teams waiting for key guys to come back, etc., etc. I did think, once again, the Warriors had some very harsh calls against them that I'm not quite sure how they played out. A couple on Teddy there that just made no sense to me, but um, unfortunately that seems to be the reality of it. Last game of the week, we had the Canterbury Bulldogs. 18 points to 16 over the St. George of the Warriors Dragons at Wynn Stadium. Another game that I got completely wrong. I thought the Dragons would dust the Doggies at home. I thought the Doggies were tremendous. Braden Burns came into the side. I thought he was probably the best on park. He was unreal. Uh, Matty Burton, some nice touches. I thought that Jacob Preston, he obviously swapped sides, which is pretty big for a young guy who's only in his you know 10th game of first grade, 8th game of first grade, whatever it might be. He moved to the left side. He was really good. Corey Waddell came in on the right. He obviously got sin-binned. Had a really mixed bag. Corey Waddell got sin-binned, scored a try. Uh, sort of who Corey Waddell is at the moment. Jake Avrilo, though, he was tremendous. Him and Braden Burns on that right edge just absolutely lit it up. I personally thought the scoreline here favoured the Dragons. I thought the, the Canterbury Bulldogs were the much better side. Um, I was obviously cheering the Dragons on because I tipped them. I wanted Toro Sloan to do well for Supercoach, uh, but I never really felt like they were going to win this game. I felt the entire time like Canterbury had it, uh, and I think the better team won here. So shout-out to the Doggies. Uh, for the St. George Illawarra Dragons, Toro Sloan pretty quiet in this one. I thought Jack DeBellin, he was everywhere. Uh, played the entire 80 minutes, Jack DeBellin. Um, 21 runs, 178 metres. 62 post contact, 43 tackles, zero miss. So he was everywhere, Jack DeBellin. He was very good. Couple of offloads, couple of tackle breaks. Uh, he was everywhere. Jack Burr was solid once again. There was a bit of feel in this game, which was good. I also thought Zach Lomax, he's copped a lot of shit the last few weeks. I thought he was pretty strong in this game. Did a couple of nice things. Ran for 180 metres, set up a nice try with a brilliant pass that I don't think he should have thrown. Uh, but when you've got the ability of Zach Lomax, you can make those plays work. That pass that he threw, very, very underrated. <laughs> That was a, an absolute. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
cracker to land that on the chest through people uh, behind him at that pace with so much space. Very, very impressive. But yeah, the Bulldogs, I thought they were the better side in this one. I thought they deserved the win. The better team won. So enjoy it, Canterbury fans. You're obviously uh, have been dealt a pretty tough deck at the moment, a tough hand at the moment uh, with injuries and whatnot. So enjoy the W's when they come. Uh, and yeah, Magic Round next week, guys. Myself, Timmy, Kempi, Tom, Eddie, the Waterboy will all be at the Caxton Saturday 1pm. So if you are up and about, come and say hello. Come and have a photo. Come and have a yarn. Come and have a beer. It's going to be a cracking afternoon. Really looking forward to it. And Friday afternoon, uh, we're hoping to have a super coach catch up somewhere with me and Timmy. So stay tuned for details on that. We're just finalising where we're able to do it. So see how we go there. But stay tuned for more details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.